This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome. It is Thursday. This is your Thursday rush hour. And we have so much, my friends. There is so much in the news. If you want to be part of the program today, 800-848-WABC is the number to call. 800-848-9222. And yes... We've got stuff in Washington. We've got, this is, of course, the day that supposedly we hit the debt ceiling limit. And according to uh, several of the mainstream newspapers, Janet Yellen is doing extraordinary things, just extraordinary measures to keep us afloat. Yeah. Uh, Alec Baldwin will be charged with involuntary manslaughter in the Rust killing, as you have heard by now. He killed the cinematographer. Well, the cinematographer was killed. I should not say he killed. The cinematographer was killed when a gun that he was holding discharged. The prosecutors say they will charge Mr. Baldwin with Two counts of involuntary manslaughter. He had a duty to ensure the gun and the ammunition were properly checked. She should have never pointed it at anyone. The district attorney for Santa Fe, Mary Carmack Altweiss, said, you should not point a gun at someone that you're not willing to shoot that goes to basic safety standards but it's a movie but it's a movie and a statement on thursday one of mr baldwin's lawyers said the decision distorts the tragic death of the cinematographer it represents a terrible miscarriage of justice Mr. Baldwin had no reason to believe there was a live bullet in the gun or anywhere on the movie set. He relied on the professionals with whom he worked, who assured him the gun did not have live rounds. We will fight these charges and we will win. Sounds like they got it in the bag. We're going to fight it, and we will win. I guess the jury's almost irrelevant here. If a jury 
finds Mr. Baldwin. He's not the only one charged, by the way. Miss Gutierrez reads the armor was also charged. The person, the armorer of the of the uh, movie. It would choose between the two manslaughter charges that are serious. The most serious one includes a firearm enhancement and mandatory five-year sentence. The other charge carries a sentence of up to 18 months. So if convicted, depending on which one of the two manslaughter charges a jury were to find, if convicted, he could serve anywhere from, I don't know, 18 months, five years. This is going to be an interesting case to observe. Also, in the news regarding it, he did an interview with George Stephanopoulos, and a lot of people are now saying that interview could come back to, uh, to bite him. Leo Terrell on Fox says that both he and Hannah Gutierrez-Reed both had an affirmative duty to inspect the gun that killed cinematographer Helena Hutchins. And the reason for their conduct, the reason that their conduct has risen to a level beyond simple negligence is that they both had this responsibility. He also added that both of them had to be charged together to avoid, you know, one turning on the other and whatever. Hey, what is the difference between involuntary manslaughter and negligent homicide? I'm not a lawyer. Oh, maybe you know. Some, we'll ask somebody someday. I don't give legal definitions because I would probably get it all wrong. And then people would Might be, be better. Well, and that would make me your average pundit on TV, but... <laughs> I don't want to do that. So I leave it up. Now, there are a few things that I had thoughts about this. Number one, it is possible. Look, I know that among in, in really deep conservative circles, there is not a lot of love for Alec Baldwin because of his aggressive and sometimes ugly demeanor regarding conservatives, and especially the way that he went after President Trump. I know there's no love for this guy. That does not mean that we should wish him bad in, badly in this upcoming case. We should hope that justice gets served the way justice would get served for anyone, not because he is a Trump-hating actor from the left, but because he and his and his the other person charged here, fellow movie maker, deserve to be treated fairly in our court system. And let us face facts: sometimes celebrity does not help you. Sometimes, because he's such a famous celebrity, this could be the biggest case that they've ever had. And a prosecutor could, quote-unquote, make his or her name with a conviction here. So let's not discount that either. Maybe in other circumstances, and I'm, I'm not saying this is the case at all, 
there was a year-long investigation here. But I don't know, and neither does anyone else, if there were any hidden motivations behind the charge that Mr. Baldwin now faces. I can't wait to see what happens when the jury is vaudeer, when, the, when, when people have a chance to question the jury. I mean, if you're on Alec Baldwin's defense team, one of the questions you got to be asking, hey, did you uh, happen to see uh, Alec Baldwin portraying Donald Trump on Saturday Night Live? Are you a Trump voter, a Trump supporter? This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Wilson Pickett brings us back on WABC. Back in 2006, on this day, Wilson Pickett left us. He was 64 years old. The great R&B singer back in the day. Before the break, we were talking about Alec Baldwin, and one of the points I was uh, making was I I have no idea whether this prosecutor has anything other than following the book, following the law to the exact standards, but there's always a possibility when there's a celebrity involved that that also has an impact. I mean, let's face facts. High celebrity cases can bring attention to not only the prosecutors, but to those who defend them. And this is certainly going to be a nation, actually it's going to be a worldwide high-profile case. There will be guaranteed reporters and journalists from almost every corner of the world. So I am not wishing Alec Baldwin any ill will or hope that just because he is Alec Bowen, because he has been so rabidly leftist and anti-Trump, Trump hate spewed during the presidency, but that has nothing to do with his guilt or innocence. He should be, hopefully he will find a jury that is objective enough to not let anything weigh other than the facts of the case. And that is what should determine just the facts whether he is culpable or not for the unfortunate death of the cinematographer. And nothing else should matter. Yes, and I know that there is a two-tier justice system in the United States. That justice system also leans in favor many times of liberals. But that's not the kind of America we want. We don't want a two-tier justice system. We don't want a justice system that punishes our enemies and rewards our friends. We want an impartial justice system where no matter who you are, 
you can stand before court with the surety that your case will be dealt with fairly. That is what we should hope for for Alec Baldwin. That he does not face, just because of his celebrity, charges that he would not otherwise face. That he's not subjected to hidden motives. That people will look at this case, weigh the facts, and come up with an honest decision. And if that decision is that he's not culpable, then so be it. If it is that he is culpable, well, so be that too. Let the chips fall where they may. 800-848-WABC is the number to reach us. As I said, today is the day we've already heard that the nation has reached its debt limit. The Amazon Prime Washington Post has a story today. U.S. begins extraordinary steps extraordinary steps to avoid debt ceiling. The Biden administration began extraordinary measures Thursday to prevent the federal government from breaching its debt limit and hurtling toward default. A grim scenario with the potential to destabilize markets and devastate the economy. Treasury Secretary Janet L. Yellen told lawmakers that officials will alter certain federal investments to preserve the nation's credit until the summer, largely through technical moves that will buy lawmakers time to pass legislation that raises or suspends the amount the government is allowed to borrow that's currently capped at $31.4 trillion. What that means is we've already spent $31.4 trillion, and they want more. They want more, 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 more. And Janet Yellen has altered several investments. I have altered the deal. Pray I do not alter it further. Yeah. Newly emboldened House Republicans are trying to leverage the standoff to extract major spending cuts, insisting the previous Congresses and administrations have spent too much money on social programs. Well, they've been giving away trillions of dollars. You you know, they want, Joe Biden wants to give away more and more billions to help students pay loans back. For instance, money we don't have. Just give it to college students. Hey, go pay your loans. No one else gets that kind of freebie. Just students who made a choice to take out the loans. But no, no, no. Let's not hold the kids responsible. Here, not just kids, adults who, here, here's some money. We'll pay your loan for you or we'll forgive it. A lot of rot gut. All the COVID money that they gave away. And a lot of it ended up fraudulently given away. And that level of spending on COVID hasn't stopped. These people have been spending money like drunken sailors. That's a term I heard. I don't know what drunken sailors actually do, but it's a term that I hear every so often. They've been spending money like drunken sailors. And now that Republicans are in office and saying, hey, 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 wait a minute. 
Um, yeah, we'll we'll raise the debt limit, but you got to slow down how much money you're spending. Now everyone's acting like why they're going to ruin the economy by doing this, as if Democrats agreeing to stop spending money at the absurd and incredible rate they've been spending it is too big a ask. If the Congress and the White House don't reach an agreement, why? All sort of horror stories we're hearing could happen. Why, there could be irreparable harm to the United States economy. Notice that these same people in the MSM, the mainstream media, notice these same journalists never tell you that there could be irreparable harm to the U.S. economy by spending money that you don't have. Now, of course, in their own lives and in your life, too, if you go out and you max out your credit cards, what does the credit card company do? They stop offering you money to spend until they recoup. They say, okay, we're sorry. No more credit will be extended. You have spent too much money. You can't then go say, hey, I know I'm in debt up to my eyeballs, but I saw this great house that I just have to have. It only costs a mil. It only costs two mil. Come on, give me some more money. Well, how are you going to pay back the money that you already owe us? Look, I don't have it right now. And no, I don't really have any plans as to how I'm going to come up with it. But I got to have that house. It is just so gorgeous. Will you loan me another one or two million dollars to get it? Credit card company tells you to get lost. You don't even have to. You don't even have to tear up your own cards. They'll tear up your cards digitally for you. But yet, the United States government, the United States of America, our government, we are already thirty-one point five trillion dollars in the hole without a plan to pay any of it back except this incredible amount of interest that we have to pay back every year. And by the way, who are we in debt to? We're in debt to other nations like China, who've been buying treasury bonds for years. And so we owe all this money out here. And what does Congress do? Oh, come on. I just saw a new loan package I want to forgive. Can you like, you know, can you give me some like another, you know, a bunch of billions of dollars so like I can buy votes like from all my little Democrat like student friends like like. And we're supposed to believe that that's just either you do that or the United States will suffer irreversible, irreparable harm unless you let us spend more money. Oh, I'm $31.5 trillion in the hole, but, 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 no, 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 no. I need some money so that we can put up some new LGBTQIA centers in all of the major cities. Can you kind of like, you know, loan me a few million dollars for that? Oh, yeah, and we'd like, we need a Michelle Obama trail in like Georgia. Like, we need that. 
Like, like, can you loan us some more money so we can, like, do that? And, like, can you give us some money so, like, we can pay, like, people's student loans? And, like, after we pay student loans, like, can you give us some money that we can tell people we'll subsidize you if you want to buy an electric car? And you know what? Like, like, we want to get rid of gas stoves. So, like, can we have, like, money to pay for other people's, like, electric stoves when we tell them they can't have gas stoves anymore? Like, can we have all that money? Because, like, we can't stop spending a gambler that shows up at a casino with a tab the size of the federal government would not be allowed to enter the door they would say you have got a gambling habit stop coming in here no we are not going to loan you any more money but yet the people that the mainstream press are castigating are the people who are saying we are spending too much money we need to stop this spending spree it is out of control no they're the ones according to these people at the washington post the new york times the hill politico abc nbc cbs they're the ones in the mainstream media that deserve to be treated poorly, the ones who are saying, stop this profligate spending. Stop spending money that you don't have. But like, we really need it. Like, like, like there's so many things like that we want to buy. James Golden, WABC Talk Radio 77. Yeah. Like, there's so much money that I want to spend that I don't have. We'll be back in a few moments. Rush. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Robert Palmer brings us back. On WABC. Robert Palmer, who left us too early, this is his birthday today. Also, the one and only Janice Joplin. I'm far too busy loving take your calls momentarily, and I mean momentarily. We've got a lot of calls I want to get to them. Let me just run through some headlines and maybe a quick comment or two. So here's one of the ways that New York is spending money that we don't have to spend. New York City, well, this is a new program. And this program is, yeah, your government at work. New York aims to give 10,000, 10,000 free abortions. Come and get your abortion here. Get your abortion here for free. 10,000 free abortions. And, of course, where do you think they're doing this? Clinics in the Bronx, Queens, Harlem. Yeah, let's get. Don't say it, James. Just think about the areas where they're giving free abortions and ask yourself the question, why? Why? Are they giving free abortions 
to women who live in certain locales within New York City. 10,000 free abortions. Come get your abortion free. Often and get there early. Twitter revenue down 40%. 500 plus advertisers have put a hold on their advertising dollars now that Twitter has been liberated from the lefties. The CDC. This story is from the DailyBS.com. If you don't recognize it, that's my news site, the DailyBS.com. CDC regularly calls the shots on Facebook's COVID-19 censorship decisions. That's what documents are now showing. The CDC working with big tech to make sure the right people got censored on social media. This is a stunning, for those of you science lovers, and I am one, a new survey. This is from CBS News. New survey of the Milky Way unveils 3.3 billion celestial objects. So in our galaxy, our neighborhood, our corner of the universe, there are over 3.3 billion different celestial objects. And immediately I said to myself, okay, well, fine. How many galaxies are there? Jason, how many galaxies are there? Quick, do you know? I don't know, like 7 billion maybe? Let's see. Jen, I know you're busy over there. Here's a question that you should have gotten in school. Come on, Jen. I'm Googling it. (laughs) 500. 500 (laughs) galaxies. Get another search engine, because that's not the right answer. Scott, how many? How many galaxies I are there? I don't know. Out there's there? a lot. Uh, oh well, that's I'll a go, good answer. I'll, a lot. I'm going to go with the seven. I'll go with seven billion one just to do the prices right thing. Yeah, right. 125 billion. Closer, but Ooh. not quite correct. Closer than 500. Closer than 500. I take back my first. Uh, my first answer. Yeah, that's the way to do it. I take back my answer. There are between what experts consider, and this is a large gap, my friends, there are between 100 billion and 200 billion galaxies out there. And in our galaxy alone, it has just been calculated that there are over 3.3 billion celestial objects. The universe is beyond comprehension. This is God's work, my friends. Beyond our ability to even grasp it. Shootout near Cop City site leaves protester dead. Uh, This is in Georgia. And Antifa is demanding a day of rage because one of their protesters was killed in this protest site. Major blow for gun rights. Supreme Court under fire for rejecting a plea from New York gun retailers. Bad news for those on the Second Amendment front here in New York. Guest essay in the New York Times. Yes, Biden and Trump both broke the rules, but here's why it's not the same. And you can find variations of this story 
throughout the mainstream media. Oh, yeah, they both had classified documents. But Trump is the one. Trump is the one. Trump is the one that did something really wrong. Don't hold it against Joe Biden. That's the thrust of that one. Chip Roy and Myra Flores have a joint editorial over at Fox today. House Republicans can fix the border. They can end Biden's border crisis and reclaim control of our borders from the Mexican cartels. Smear machine. This one from Fox News as well. Indiana Republican. I want to get this woman on the show. Indiana Republican sounds off after Air Force admits to unauthorized release of her records. She was a black Republican candidate running against white Democrat guy out there in, 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 in the heartland. And all of a sudden, she finds her Air Force records released to the public. How does that happen, you say? How does that happen? Yes, exactly. How does that happen? Great story here. The Chosen. This is the movie about the life of Jesus Christ. The Chosen fans crash movie site after tens of thousands rush to purchase tickets. The hit series season three finale will air in theaters on February 2nd and February 3rd. People are really, really anxious to see this movie. I have, I binged watch The Chosen. It is an amazing production. I love the movie. It is pure amazing. No, Rhonda, taxpayers cannot have a day of rage. That is, re- that is just for Antifa and for leftists. You are America. Rhonda, I have an assignment for you. There is a story in the Amazon Prime Washington Post today that is just a wonderful story. I will give you the headline. Rhonda, I want you to follow up with this one. I'll send you the story if I must. Farmer dies. Town learns he secretly paid strangers' pharmacy bills. Great story today. Another story. Eric Swalwell blames Kevin McCarthy for rape, death threats against his family. He says they, they, they parrot his rhetoric. Now, I have never heard ever Kevin McCarthy call for anyone to be raped or making death threats against anybody. And yet here's Eric Swalwell smearing Kevin McCarthy again. Family of six-year-old Virginia student who shot his teacher breaks silence. They insist the gun was secure, which leads to a question. If the gun was secured, how did he take it to school? Simple question, that. Pro-LGBT Netflix star Sebastian Croft faces wrath of trans community for appearing in Harry Potter video game. Long and short of this, there's a Harry Potter video game out there. This guy who's an LGBTQ star is in it. There is the, the, the LGBTQ community is upset, and he's apologizing. If I were, why apologize? Quit. Tell them to take you out of it if you feel so strongly. They're all pissed because um, he says this thing was planned long before he was aware of J.K. Rowling's views. And this goes to all these other Harry Potter people. 
They're all against all of them that she made famous by her intellectual property. They all turn on her. They're a bunch of ingrates as far as I'm concerned. You're making yourselves known. You're making yourselves wealthy from her intellectual property, and you have the nerve to go public and to continue to bash this woman just because she doesn't think like you about matters of basic biology. And then, of course, there's Jacina, Jacinda Arden. This is uh, the uh, New Zealand prime minister who said she doesn't have enough in the tank. She quits. 37 years old or whatever. So, of course, the Amazon Washington Prime has a, uh, a story today about her sexism dogged Jacinda Arden's tenure. Battling it is part of her legacy. Oh, she's the poor victim here. <laughs> you know, some men made some insensitive remarks to her. Poor Jacinda. Anyway, I promise we're going to get you a call. So we're going to get you calls when we get back. No more. I got three times as many stacks of headlines of stuff I want to cover here. But I want to get you a call. So we're going to take a break, come back, and it'll be just your calls until time to go. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, here on Our Rush Hour, WABC. The Rush Hour is on the air. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. I met the Ron, I met um, Ronnie of the Ronettes and Phil Spector. I was at the Hit Factory when I was a kid for a recording session, and they came through. She was so pretty. Oh, I know, a misogynistic thing to say. Yes, she can sing, but she was also really pretty. All right, oh, Jen. I know, yes, we're going to the phones, and we're going to do rapid phones. Jen, you met Alec Baldwin, huh? I did. So Joan Hamburg, who has a show here on Sundays, a few years ago, we had a luncheon. She had a live show, and Alec Baldwin was one of her guests, and he showed up to the restaurant, a normal guy. He left his driver in the car, and he came in by himself, sat at the bar, and got something to eat, and then he hopped on air with Joan. He couldn't be nicer. Wow. Nice to hear. I know. Nice to hear. Whether you agree with him politically or not, you know, he was very nice to me in person that day. Didn't so. yell at you. No. Very nice no. to you. No Trump either. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's head to the telephones. George, New Jersey, thank you for waiting. George, what's on your mind? Hey, Bo, uh, two-thirds of our debt is China. So why yep. don't we just have a class action suit with the COVID thing, and that'll bring it down to $11 trillion right there. Huh, yeah. And the Chinese will just lay back, sure, grab the ankles and say, okay, just erase our debt. Um, it's a great thought, by the way, and I have been one of the ones clamoring for there to be a real investigation of what happened and the United States to stand up to China and say, you have to make hold on this. Now, whether they will do it, anyone of either party has the political will to do it. Ha, that's questionable. But George, you're daggone right. A lot of that money is owed to China. Jerry in New Jersey, thank you for waiting. Jerry, what is your point this yeah, afternoon? Um, uh, good afternoon. A president like Trump 
uh, would have the guts to say, you know what, you're not going to get paid. We're not talking about international courts and all that BS. You're not going to get paid. And we're going to let the chips fall where it may for what you did with COVID, China. They could do that if they really wanted to do it. Okay. Great. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Daniel in Long Island. How are you, Daniel? I'm doing great, Bo, and thanks for continuing Wes's legacy so great with your own spirit. Um, Thank you. Uh, on Sunday, I think Sunday, Monday, the, uh, uh, Larry Kudlow, who I trust a lot more than Janet Yellen, said we have hundreds of millions in cash plus uh, monthly receipts in taxes. Uh, that's besides she, she doesn't have to do any backflips or save the day. But more importantly, if the, if the House holds out long enough, it will expose her as being a big, fat liar. Thank you for the call. And you know what I said? That's why I find it incredulous. We're all supposed to be in fear mode because, oh, no, oh, no, we're going to do harm to the economy like never before. A lot of right. Yeah, I'm not afraid. Me either. Thank you for the call. Jim in Oakland, New Jersey. Thank you for waiting. What's on your mind this afternoon, Jim? Hey, both. First of all, I got to say, I'm not a fan of Alec Baldwin, but my compassion is for him. The last thing he thinks about before he goes to bed and the first thing he thinks about when he wakes up is what happened. But that being said, if he didn't open his mouth and be so arrogant and saying that he didn't shoot the gun, he didn't pull the trigger, he's just so arrogant, that's why he's in trouble. Well, as I said earlier, and I'm glad to hear you say what you said. I'm not a fan either, but we all, those of us who love uh, justice, want him to be treated fairly. And that's all. Treat the guy fairly. Period. Susan in the Bronx. Thank I'm I'm sorry, in Brooklyn. My Susan in Brooklyn. How are you, Susan? Hi, darling. Yes, um, I do believe that there's a lot of fear mongering going on and we're gonna hear more of it because they're saying that if we default on the debt, okay, we bring in five trillion in revenues. I believe the interest on the debt is somewhere between 500 billion and some say it could get up to a trillion. So that would always, that would be covered. And then we have our mandatory, basically entitlements, um, which are like another three and a half million, uh, billion. Tr- yes. <laughs> trillion. Trillion. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. 12 zeros I learned is with a trillion. So we're not going to default on our debt, but if we keep, throwing money, burning it, just, you know, wanting it away, then the next generation is, we're going to be like Venezuela people. We, we or can't Greece. do it. Or what happened to Greece. And it's only because, you know, we're operating on this, we're too big to fail mentality. But this is make-believe money. And something has to happen to bring the United States of America's uh, uh, finances back into the real world. And I commend Republicans for taking a stab at doing just that. Let's start by just slowing the rate of growth. Susan, brilliant as always. Brian in Yonkers, you're up next. Yes, sir. Um, Alec Baldwin should have um, not pointed that gun at the lady, even if he believed it was not loaded. That's one of the safeguards in the entertainment industry there is uh, to keep horrible things like that from happening. They're supposed to allow the post-production people edit the scene to make it look like the person really uh you know shot the uh, the, the villain in the in the scene so tragically he's wrong that way he should have known better that way oh and did you hear the white house press secretary refer to 
President Biden as she, a, a, a female pronoun the other day, and know what she's getting out with that. And the student loan people, if that stuff does go through, uh, be forgiven. Don't I don't think they realize they're going to be considered. That's going to be considered income, and either the students or most likely their parents are going to have to pay tax on it. <laughs> so those oh, are the yeah. three points I wanted to. Uh, and you stress. made them brilliantly, Sal in Long Island. Thirty seconds. What do you got for us, Sal? All right, Joe, I would love to know if uh, Barack Obama used Joe Biden to steal classified information. And I think mm. it's time to search his house, and it's time to search in uh, Michael's closet, I mean Michelle's closet, and see what's in there. Okay, Sandra, last words go to you, 30 seconds. Oh, 30 seconds. I was going to say that Alex Baldwin, three things came to my mind, but, but I don't, I, I feel bad. It, it was not intentional, but I, I did think to myself, what goes around comes around the way he treated Trump, but too long don't make it right. I get it. But, um, you know, that's about the time we have, and we'll leave it on that great point. Two wrongs don't make a right. That's it for us. We'll be back tomorrow for Boston Early's Rush Hour. May God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. Thank you for being here today. We hope to see you tomorrow. Bye. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.